Welcome back to the truth. Yes, you heard it here. It is baby. Let's go. What up, Nile? What up, Ben? QB tiers. I came up with a tier list about, I don't know, about two two weeks ago. I thought, you know what? Tears sound fun. So I was like, it's fantasy time. It's getting to that time of the year. We got about usually a month. We got about a month left till a lot of the drafts will be up. So we got to prep y'all. We got to get everybody straightened out. I got to get myself straightened out. We figured, why not Why not start with quarterback tiers? So, Niall, take it away. Yeah, it's uh, it's really nice to finally start doing some football podcasts once, a bit, once again. It feels great having Ben back on the show. I mean, this is like the origin of the truth, and being able to do some football podcasts are just great. And like you mentioned, we're almost a month away from season uh, opening day, if not, I think, a little bit less than that. And, uh, yeah, teams are in training camps right now. Preseason's on the horizon, and everything's looking good for football. You know, I always say, never been a big fan of school, but at least when school starts, football starts. So there's a positive there. Um, yeah, so like you mentioned, we're going to be doing uh, a tiers kind of series, I guess you could call it. Today we're going to be focused on court, for, focusing on quarterback tiers. Uh, running backs will be tomorrow, wide receivers, tight ends, defenses, and kickers to follow. It should be fun. Uh, this is both an NFL tier list as well as a fantasy. So if you're looking for your favorite team or, you know, trying to figure out who you're going to draft for your fantasy team, I highly recommend that you listen to it. We have five tiers here. Um, me and Ben have different numbers for each tier. So we're going to go through tier by tier, starting off the fifth, fourth, third, second, and ending on our first tier. Ben, would you like to go uh, go ahead and start with your fifth tier? Why not? Let's get it cracking. So as far as like my tiers go, I would say like I group these guys together, but like in a in a sense I do have them like from we have twenty in total, twenty quarterbacks. I would say I'm gonna list them off from worst to best in my mind still as far as rankings go, but in general they're still in tiers. So the guy I have last on my list is none other than Jameis Winston. Now here's a guy plays for the Saints. He's got I think he's got a solid surrounding crew. And I think he could really be a solid QB this year. I think it's just really questionable if he's going to stay healthy as they are checking him out because he suffered an ankle injury just yesterday in camp um, or in practice, I guess you could say. So it's always that question if he's going to stay healthy the whole year and if his eyesight stays intact. But I think he has um, I think he has the weapons around him like Michael Thomas. He's got Olave. He's got Jarvis Landry, who I think a lot of people forget about. He's definitely got guys around him that could help make him a lot better, and I think that could serve really well for him. So he is at my first slot of the 20 in the fifth tier. Now, the second guy in the fifth tier I've got is another other than the MILF man himself, Zach Wilson. Now, I, I've never been a guy to be hype on the Jets, but I, I'm not going to lie to you. I look at the Jets' offense, and I see a lot of potential. And I think if they waste it, it would be really tough, but I think it all lands on the shoulders of Zach Wilson. He's a quarterback. He's the commander and chief of the offense. He's got to be able to bounce back this season. And I don't think if the Jets don't do well, it's not going to be because he had a lack of weapons. They've got, they made some great draft picks. They got a guy like Garrett Wilson. They've got some great defensive players and they just have a, like a solid wide receiver. They have Conklin. They have at tight ends, at least too. They have Conklin. They have, um, Uzama, they have like just like guys that aren't bad players, and I think Brees Hall can make a huge difference too. So, all together, I think he has a really good supporting cast. That's why I'm going to put him in the fifth tier at least and keep him 
on the list of the top 20, possibly. And, um, yeah, so the next guy I've got is Jared Goff. A guy I think isn't great, but I think, once again, he also has a really good supporting crew. I'm on the lines kind of trained this year. I hope they do well. I like their wide receiver pick with Jamison Williams. Was it Jamison or Jameis Williams? I don't know. He's good, I think. I think he's probably could be the best or one of the best, if not the best, in the wide receiver class. There's a lot of good ones this year. Um, but overall, I think Goff is definitely in that fifth tier. And then um, my next guy is Tua. Now, I might honestly have put Tua in my fourth tier after I watched a video today. He was asked about what what do you think is people think is so miraculous about that connection between you and Tyreek? And I, he said, well, I think it's because people don't think I can throw the ball. And he was like, I can throw the ball. I just never had a guy that I could throw that deep to. And I was like, oh, that's a good point. Like he, was, he said, it's kind of hard to be in the NFL if you can't throw the ball. So I think he's got a chip on his shoulder this year. And I still don't know if I'd really put him at the fourth tier. But I, he, I think he does deserve a fifth tier with a guy like Tyreek Hill on his offense. He can just roll the ball downfield too. And especially a lot of the love and support that Hill has given Tua. I think that's a really big part of it too. And it gives me a little hope. So we will see. He's definitely not as accurate as Patrick Mahomes as Tyreek Hill explain or tries to explain. But nonetheless, I think he's a solid player. And then Ryan Tannehill I have on here. He's been a guy that stays pretty consistent throughout the year. And um, he's got Robert Woods. And obviously, it's a downgrade. He's got Traylon Burks and Robert Woods. And obviously, that's a downgrade from what he had in the past. But when you have a guy like Derrick Henry just helping out your entire offense, your play action can be pretty successful. So I think he still has a solid value and hopefully um, hopefully he has a good fantasy value as well. So that is the rest of my fifth tier. Yeah, uh, moving on to my fifth tier, I want to point out a quick uh, note that I didn't mention at the beginning. We decided to put 20 quarterbacks each in tiers. So if you guys are wondering about that. Anyways, fifth tier, I only have two guys. And a couple of these tiers, I put two quarterbacks. A, because we don't really know who the starter is going to be for that team yet. And B, both of the two pairs, at least at the moment that I have right now, they both are in the same tier. So I figured I'd just combine them both. Starting in my fifth tier, I only have two. The first one is a combination of Drew Locke and Geno Smith, whoever's the quarterback there in Seattle. Drew Locke, obviously coming over to Denver, um, obviously didn't have really a great career in Denver, trying to remake himself as an NFL quarterback there in Seattle. Geno Smith, on the flip side, is more of a veteran leadership. Um, you know, Hayes played in the role, especially in Seattle, and playing games and whatnot but not known for a tremendous career thus far. Nonetheless, to put it in other words, I think the Seahawks are screwed at quarterback, no matter who they start out there, because they both aren't very good. Um, you got the veteran, the savvy veteran, and then you got the, I wouldn't say rookie, because he's been in the league for a period of time, but the youngin as well. Um, so obviously those two are not going to carry the Seahawks to a Super Bowl, and I don't think the Seahawks are going to come anywhere near close. But um, I had to start them off there at the bottom of my tier. And then the second one is just it's Daniel Jones, man. I've tried to buy the Daniel Jones trying for so long. Pretty sure it's the league I'm in with Ben that I keep getting Daniel Jones in hopes that one day he'll just, you know, be the next Tom Brady. Not really next Tom Brady, but just have some value whatsoever. And the minute that he tripped over his own feet running down an 80-yard touchdown on his own, I knew that it was done. And I knew that I had to stop being on the Daniel Jones train. 
looking at the Giants team, you know, you, you think, okay, maybe if he has a new fit, a new team, he'll be a better quarterback. At this point, unless I see anything different, I don't see that happening. I really don't. I'm sorry. You know, I've I've tried to buy in. It's kind of he's been in the league around the same time as a player like Drew Locke, but just reality, I mean, if you're that good of a quarterback, you would find a way to at least win or be better. And it just hasn't happened. He's dealt with some injuries. He it's just disaster. So those are my three technically quarterbacks in the fifth tier is Geno Smith, Drew Locke, and then Daniel Jones as well. Fair enough. Well, let's get to the fourth tier here. I've got another five for my fourth tier. So the first guy I have is Trey Lance. I view him as a guy that could really blast into the top. He could, I think he could end up at a high end finish as a top five fantasy quarterback. He um he has obviously the weapons. He has Debo, he has Ayuk, um, he has Kittle. He's got solid running backs behind him. He's got Elijah Mitchell at least. And um I think he's mobile enough. And I and I know that they've moved on to Trey Lance. So I think now that he knows he doesn't have to look over his shoulder. Obviously, Garoppolo isn't fully traded yet, but nonetheless, I think he doesn't have to look over his shoulder, and I think he has to feel confident that he has that starting position and he can make a true difference on the offense. So I really like him, and that's why I put him in the fourth tier, and I think he could really make a difference for the 49ers this year. The next guy I have is Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr has um, – he has some really good weapons. He's had him in the past, but he really, I mean, obviously you get a guy, Devonta Adams, who is arguably the best. I mean, maybe not behind. I would say Cup is still better, but he's definitely a second best wide receiver in the league in my mind. And just the way he runs routes and just gets open. And especially with the college connection that Carr and Adams have had, um, they went to the same college together. I don't know where they went. Now you might have to check me on that. But nonetheless, they are, they know each other, and he's got really – I mean, you think about Waller, too. You've got Renfro, who's still a really good wide receiver. And um, you still have Josh Jacobs in the backfield to help you out a little bit. But I think um, Derek Carr could really – I don't think it's going to boost his career in any way. I don't think the Raiders are going to make a Super Bowl run. But I think he definitely deserves some respect in the fourth tier. And then my next guy is Kirk Cousins. I had to put Kirk on here. I just went to the Vikings practice yesterday. I know I still wore my Steelers shirt, but um, yeah, watching Kirk Cousins and the offense, I'm not going to lie. They did look a little rusty and it was only practice. Their offensive line looked rough, but nonetheless, I think Kirk finds a way to get it done at U.S. Bank and he's got Thielen and he's got J.J., Justin Jefferson. I mean, those two guys are so solid for him, and they've got a bunch of good supporting cast around him, especially you have, he's got Dalvin Cook. You could dump the ball off to at any time. So Kirk Cousins definitely deserves a little bit of respect. But as far as Kirk goes, I just have to say this quick. I think until he makes a true playoff run, I think everyone will still view him as a guy that doesn't deserve enough respect, like doesn't deserve respect, and I think it should stay that way. I think he's a guy, he's a, I would consider almost a veteran now. He's played in the league for a while. He's got to figure out a way to put the team that he's got, the, t- the talent that they've got, I think they have real talent. He needs to find a way to capitalize on that and make a playoff run with the Vikings because this year's great. They could come out first out of the AFC or the NFC North for sure, especially with Rodgers losing Devontae. And he just, I don't think, I think he can have a drop off year. I think Kirk needs to really zoom in there, and I like I said, I don't think he'll deserve any respect until he makes a true playoff run, at least to the NFC Championship, if not the Super Bowl. That's the type of team I think the Vikings are. 
But I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna stop rambling. I'm gonna go to Aaron Rodgers next. Now, Aaron Rodgers, I obviously back-to-back MVPs. He's a great quarterback. But I think losing a guy like Devonte Adams and your top wide receiver is now Alan Lazard in my mind. I just think it's gonna be a really run-heavy offense. I think as far as fantasy goes, you're not gonna want to draft a guy like Aaron Rodgers because his ceiling is just isn't that high, and it never really has been in fantasy. He's always gonna give you consistent numbers, but as far as ceiling and possibly winning your league, Rodgers is not going to be that guy for you. And I don't think in the NFL in general, I think there's a lot of better quarterbacks, at least this year, that are going to, um, that are just going to surpass him in a lot of ways when they have just more weapons in general. And then the last guy, another guy with a tremendous amount of weapons is Matthew Stafford. He had a great season. Obviously, they won the Super Bowl last year. But working under Sean McVay, like, they just have a great hookup. He's got now Allen Robinson to accompany Cooper Cup, and I don't think they'll sign OBJ back, but they could at some point possibly. Um, And overall, I think Matthew Stafford has a solid year, but I think he's still a Tier 4 quarterback in my mind. But, yeah, that caps off those five. Moving into my fourth tier, um, I'm going to start off with Jared Goff. Um, I was thinking about kind of what you did, putting him in the five tier or even four tier. I decided to go with five or four tier uh, rather, mainly because um, how he's been in his career. Obviously, when he was with the Rams, he was way better than he was with the Lions. And so I kind of, when I was determining whether or not to put him in the fourth or fifth tier, I kind of looked back into his past and seen how what successes he had. And honestly, he's a good quarterback. He really is. Um, He kind of got put into a shitty situation in Detroit. Everybody knows that. Um, But in reality, he's a good quarterback. He's going to give you um, fantasy points, and he's going to do enough. He's not going to do a tremendous amount, but he's going to do enough. And so that's why he's put there in the fourth tier. I put Carson Wentz here as well in the fourth tier. I'd probably put him in a little bit too high, which is sad to say that there's only five tiers. But the reason why I'm buying it on Carson Wentz is I think the fit with the commanders is kind of going to be the best place for him. Um, this is a make-or-break season, or even contract for that matter, for Carson Wentz. He's got to determine, basically show that he is a NFL quarterback and deserves to be in the league because in reality, this is probably his last shot um, for a major team to – want to have Carson Wentz. And so he's got some weapons, you know, you got scary Terry. That's pretty much all you need. Um, He's got, you know, a little bit of avenues to go. He plays in not the greatest of divisions, you know, he played in Philadelphia. So I don't know. I just think that this is a make or break year. And I think this is going to be his best year yet, but it's still not high enough to uh, be anywhere in the third, second or first year. I put Trubisky and Pickett Cause again, I don't know who the starter is going to be as well um, here in Pittsburgh. This one's interesting. I like Pickett more than I like Trubisky, but I feel like Trubisky has a better chance to be successful compared to Kenny Pickett. You brought up a good point before we got on the show about just kind of the rebirth of Trubisky. Trubisky is a good quarterback. If you look at intangibles and and all that stuff and everything that you want in a quarterback, Trubisky has. Yeah, was he drafted a little bit high? Sure. Okay, he was drafted number two overall. But on the flip side, Trubisky as a quarterback shown some, you know, kind of, obviously he was a backup in Buffalo last year, but he showed potential. Um, and McDermott was always very high on it. Like basically if Josh Allen got hurt, they had confidence in Trubisky. And I feel the same way. The only reason why I put him so low is because of how his career went in Chicago. Obviously it wasn't great. I watched two games a year of Trubisky and just wasn't good, but 
the ceiling for him, he could easily establish himself in the league still and become into even third or second tiers. The same thing can be applied for Pickett. Now, we've never seen him play an NFL snap in his career. But, again, Pickett is one of those guys as well that eventually as his career moves on, he can move into the third and second tier. So with Pittsburgh right there, I'm sure you know it as well um, as being a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. There is a lot of room for success, but there's also high risk to that. So we'll see what happens this year and what they end up deciding, at least to start the year. And then my fourth tier, I'm going to put Trey Lance. Um, A lot of people probably would put him a little bit higher than I do, but I've never bought the Trey Lance trade. I've never had. And I don't know why. Um, I've always liked Jimmy G just as a quarterback, Um, not necessarily a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but for the 49ers offense, I just like Jimmy G and his experience that he brought. But with Trey Lance, you know, you got that mobility that Jimmy G doesn't have. And the biggest thing is the arm, the arm strength and basically making sure his arm accuracy is good. It's again, one of those situations like a Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, it's so hit or miss that it's so hard to tell how he's going to be in the NFL and when he decides to, and not decides to, but when he actually starts leading the team. So again, with him there, um, it's one of those players that I think right now he's a fourth tier quarterback, but again, can move up to the third or second tier eventually down the line. That's a good list. I think I would go in depth with even Lance Moore and Pickett and Trubisky. I'd love to talk about him today, but I think when we talk about actual divisions, we break down team by team. I'll definitely get more in depth about them. But I'm going to go to my third tier. First guy I got on this list is Russell Wilson. Now, this is a guy I think he definitely had a drop off in 2021. And obviously, 2022, he was injured and whatnot. But um, I think he could have a really good season. Now, I think guys like Jerry Judy and Sutton, I never, I don't think they ever had, like they had Drew Locke. They didn't have a quarterback like Russell Wilson to make them great. I think Russell Wilson made Lockett great. I think Russell Wilson really gave DK Metcalf a chance to be a great star in the league, even though he is really good wide receiver in general. Overall, I think he can make a huge difference for this team, and I think he deserves a tier three spot. He could, I think he could easily finish in the top five um, as far as fantasy QBs go. Really good quarterback. I could see him where almost like a Peyton Manning type thing. Obviously, he's not Peyton Manning, but have that kind of career where he, he kind of didn't drop off for the Colts like Peyton Manning did, but like, or like, okay, he wasn't bad on the Colts, but I'm saying Denver at him in Denver could be really good for him. And I think could be great. I think they have a great fan base. I think they have solid weapons around him and a pretty young crew in general. And I think he can make Jerry Judy a really, really good wide receiver. So I like Russell third. I've got, or not third, third tier. I've got Jalen hurts. Hertz is a guy I think is he could be another guy. He could be really, really good this year. I think he's been really trying to play with A.J. Brown for a long time, and he's so excited to have him on the team, and I think he's going to zone in. I think that's going to be one of the top QB wide receiver duos this year. And the Eagles, I think they have a chance to really, I don't know, blast off into stardom possibly, especially in the division they're in where Cowboys are still so skeptical every year. So I, I really do like Jalen Hurts. Next thing I got, obviously, on the Cowboys is Dak Prescott. Dak, Dak is Dak. He's going to produce at high numbers. That offense scores, and the defense gives them so many chances to get back on offense and score more points. So I think Prescott deserves a top or a tier three spot. He could be really solid this year, and I 
I think he will be it once again. He's obviously not going to win a Super Bowl, I don't think. Cowboys just won't get it done until I see Zeke off the lineup. But nonetheless, Dak Prescott definitely deserves a Tier 3 spot. Next guy I got is Kyler Murray. Now, Kyler, I could, I just couldn't put him in a Tier 2 or 1 spot. I think Kyler really needs to prove himself, and I think he's going to be tough this year. Personally, I don't, I don't buy Marquise Brown. I know that people always question Lamar Jackson's accuracy, and I just don't think Marquise Brown is that great of a wide receiver. Like he, obviously, he's good. I'm not, I'm not going to say he wouldn't beat me in a 40-yard dash and like bust my ass, but I just don't think he's that guy, and I don't think he will be especially. I mean, we'll see right away because DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for six games. I just don't think he's going to get it done. I think Kyler still gets decent numbers, but I, overall, I just don't I don't know how I feel overall. He's probably my def, most iffy guy in this Tier 3 list. I think he's a guy that definitely takes a downward spiral, maybe even more this year. We'll see what happens, but I think Kyler, he's just really had to battle his years in the NFL. I think this year is going to be even more tough than it has been in past years. And the last guy I got is Burrow. I'd love to put Burrow in the two spot, but I think Burrow right now, he is, I don't even know what his injury was. It's not like it's going to stop him from playing week one. But I think Burrow has he obviously has the weapons around with T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. Joe Burrow, I have my last spot. I love to put him in the two tier, but I think he still deserves to be in the three tier still. I think he's a great quarterback and he had a great finish, obviously, Super Bowl run. Um, but I think but guy our teams are gonna figure out a way to shut down Jamar Chase in some ways. I think he's still gonna get his, but I think he's definitely gonna have to rely on the guys around him. He still has Boyd and Higgins. Um, but I, I would just say Burrow deserves that three spot or the tier three spot. So yeah, that's those are my five guys in that tier. Couple of quick notes before I move into my third tier. Um, Joe Burrow had a appendectomy, um, so that's why he's out right now. And then secondly, I forgot to mention this after or before I started mine. Derek Carr and Devonte Adams did play together at college for a year, so that's why they have that connection there. Thank you. Moving into the third tier for me. I started off with, first of all, I only have three in this tier. I have Matthew Stafford. Now, a lot of people, when they think of Matthew Stafford, I feel like they're either at the top or at the bottom. And that's why I put him right in the middle. And literally, Matthew Stafford could be either or. I really like Matthew Stafford. He established himself as a good quarterback in in Toronto, in Detroit. Um, And honestly, he didn't do too bad compared to the cards he was dealt. Flip side, he goes over to L.A. Now, granted, you have way more options to throw the ball to than you do, but he won a Super Bowl in his first year. He is a good quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, he's getting a little bit older. He's dealing with some elbow tendonitis, um, whatever, but he's still a really good quarterback, and this is a really good player to have in your fantasy team because in reality, unless you're drafted in the first couple of rounds, you're going to not get the Patrick Mahomes or – you know, the Josh Allens, whatever. But if you want a solid quarterback, Matthew Stafford's going to be your guy. Jalen Hurts. I put Jalen Hurts at the three tier here too. A lot of people would probably put him in the second tier. The third tier just because of, I don't, I don't know how, like, it's not an experience because he's been in the league for a little bit of time, maybe a little bit of an experience here and there. I just think that maybe if he was put into a better situation, like I just don't like his options. Yeah, you got Rieger. Devontae Smith, fine. Those are young guys. We get that. 
obviously his running game's there. His passing game does need a little bit of work. He could throw it a little more accurately. That's a lot of running quarterbacks in the NFL's issue. But I just, I don't know. I feel like it's, again, high risk, high reward. Um, another one of those guys that you can easily get in the later rounds. Um, not like too late, but relatively later rounds if you want a good quarterback. And then I also put Russell Wilson like he did in this tier. Russell Wilson um, dealt an interesting hand. Now you got Jerry Judy, you mentioned Tim Patrick, unfortunately, is out for the year towards ACL. Um, but Russell Wilson's getting up there a little bit in age. He used to be a little bit more mobile in the pocket. He didn't really deal with any injuries whatnot. Um, you know, he's he's really focused on, you know, Bronco country. right? Bronco country. Let's ride. He really is going to be one of those quarterbacks. That's so hit or miss. It's really hard to tell. He's got the spirit, though. If you watch the TikTok, you know what I'm saying, man. He's got the spirit. He's got the drive. He wants to ride Broncos country back to a Super Bowl. I just don't know if he's going to. But nonetheless, he's still a really good military quarterback that I think you should definitely pick up. Broncos country, let's ride. <laughs> I love that. I love Russell Wilson, too. I, I I can't say enough about him. I think he could have a really great year. Um, But let's get to the second tier. My first guy on this list is TB Tom Brady. He came out of retirement and he is back. Well, I mean, he never really retired in my mind, but I think Tom Brady once again has so many weapons around him and he's just gonna I think he's just gonna capitalize. I think if you look at the trends, he if he doesn't make the Super Bowl the year before, he makes Super Bowl the year after. And I think he's on a mission. He's got Mike Evans once again. He's got Godwin. He got an addition with Russell Gage, where I think a guy could definitely shot shoot up to um just start him pretty much and i mean don't even forget about julio jones like yes he's had mad injuries but if you look at julio jones he is a guy he is in my mind one of the best quarterbacks in the last or quarterbacks one of the best running backs in this last decade he's so good and i think he doesn't even need to be a big part of this offense but I think he just creates another red zone threat where they don't have Gronk and all anymore, but I think Julio can replace that spot as far as like a red zone threat. And Tampa Bay is once again just going to have serious weapons. And I think Fournette, as now now they got rid of Ronald Jones, I think Leonard Fournette is going to take over as far as um, that running game goes. But he's a great guy. You can still dump the ball off to, and he'll be a solid guy. So Tom Brady definitely is in my tier two. The next guy I have that I'm really high on is Lamar Jackson. He has bulked up this offseason. He is determined. Last year, they were just riddled with injuries. And this year, I think he comes back. I think Baltimore has a really great year. As hard as it is to say as a Steelers fan, I think he has a really good chance um, to be good. And, I mean, obviously, they're just going to they're gonna run the ball. But Lamar, he's so mobile and Maybe he will slow down these nights, put on a little extra muscle, a little extra weight. But now he might just be Derrick Henry at quarterback. He might just be that guy. But they've got J.K. Dobbins in the backfield. I think they're going to be the most run-heavy offense. But that still doesn't shy away from the fact that he is going to get it done in the air when he can. He's got, I think Rashard Bateman could be pretty solid this year. But overall, um, Mark having a guy like Mark Andrews in the red zone will help him out a lot. I think they're going to rely a lot on the run, like I said. But nonetheless, I think he still is going to give you great value. And just the fact that he can run in the end zone and give you running back type touchdown numbers, like he he's definitely a guy you might want to reach for in the draft. And the last guy I got is Justin Herbert. Who doesn't love them? Some Herbert. It's kind of hard not to like this guy. Out of the Chargers locker room, he's just... 
I think he's just a fun guy to watch. He just he had a he's had a great just start to his NFL career, and I think it's going to continue to rise. But they still he's still got Keenan Allen as a weapon, Mike Williams. Um, I think Joshua Palmer's not actually he's a pretty solid weapon, and they actually have Jared Ever Gerald, sorry Everett this year as well. So that adds to the list. And obviously Eckler is a guy where he don't he has said he doesn't want as many reps. He's kind of pull, pulling the Todd Gurley card, which I don't know if he should because look where Todd Gurley ended up. But I think even if you look if you had Austin Eckler, I'm kind of getting away from quarterbacks here. But if you look at Austin Eckler, he he didn't he wasn't on the field that much. But if you look at just by him by sheer if he didn't take one running back snap, he would have finished as RB in the RB24 still just by pure catching numbers he's very efficient and Justin Herbert just the guy he can dump the ball to and still be successful and I think Herbert still can get it done with his legs when he needs to I don't think he will but I think he still can and he definitely was on the cusp of a tier one but I think after the season I just hope the Chargers have a solid season I think he could definitely um he could definitely sneak into that top tier for me personally yeah, looking at my second tier, um, as we get into the second and first tiers, it's going to be all, probably a good amount of similar quarterbacks just because, I mean, everyone knows who the best of the best are. Starting off with Kyler Murray, I put him here, and I was really, after you basically explained what you were going to say when you put him in the third tier, I was thinking about switching him, but I'm going to keep him in the second tier just off of pure talent. I mean, this guy was the number one overall pick. He got drafted, I believe, like seventh overall in the baseball draft. Everything was just great. Um it was one of those things that it was like everything seemed to be working out perfectly. You know, they had Josh Rosen. Obviously, they went a different path. And Kyler Murray ended up being all right to start. But you brought up a good point. He's got to prove himself. At this point of his career, I mean, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for a certain amount of time. Um, six games, I believe it is. That's fine. But last year specifically, the amount of weapons he had to throw to, and they weren't able to win a Super Bowl. I'm not saying they had to win a Super Bowl. They have to win a Super Bowl. But just maybe be better. I mean, seriously, if you have that many weapons, you should be a better quarterback. You should really lead your team. Um, did they even make the playoffs? I don't think they did, right? They didn't make the playoffs. They did not, no. They're not even making the playoffs and whatnot. Yeah, you can say they had injuries and Murray was banged up here and there, but every NFL player is banged up. I mean, for the love of God, um, you know, everyone's hurt. So I think there's just one of those things that it's still a really good quarterback, especially if you're fantasy concerned. He's going to give you rushing and rushing touchdowns, but he's definitely got to prove himself. You're probably going to hate me, but I put Kirk Cousins at the number two tier. Come on, uh, Captain wow. Kirk, bro, leading the wow. ship, bro. He is the most disrespected quarterback in the NFL. Maybe I'm just saying that because I'm a Vikings fan and I watch him every single week. But what he does for the Vikings is 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 huge. He literally is huge. If if Kirk Cousins wasn't um, on that Vikings team, now granted if we had like Tom Brady or whatever, then it'd be a different story. But Kirk Cousins fits perfectly with the Vikings offense. He's going to fit even perfectly this year with Kevin O'Connell or McDonald. I don't even know how to say it. I keep, I keep messing up McDonald, O'Donnell. Kevin O'Connell, Kevin O'Connell, whatever. O'Connell, I don't even care what his name is. All I know is he comes from Sean McVay's offense. And look at what Sean McVay did with Matthew Stafford. The same thing is going to apply with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson have said the Vikings have transitioned over from a run-heavy game to a pass-heavy game. That's perfect. Kirk Cousins has plenty of opportunities to show. I brought up some stats here, and I'm going to talk about stats for a little bit just to prove my point about Kirk Cousins because he is the most disrespected quarterback, in my opinion. 
Kirk Cousins overall, just overall, was the ninth best quarterback in football. And you want to know who he was above? Aaron Rodgers. So y'all can shut up. I'm talking about stats-wise and yards. Kirk Cousins had 4,200 yards, 33 touchdowns, and only seven interceptions. He gets the job done. He deserves to be in the second tier, and I really think he's going to have a breakout year. Hopefully, finally, we're paying him a million dollars billion dollars at this point. I put Lamar Jackson here on the second tier as well. Um, Lamar Jackson would probably be at the first tier if his arm was better. Legs, obviously, is good. I really respect Lamar Jackson, though. A lot of these players in today's day and age are in the midst of contract extensions, sitting out, not playing, whatever. Lamar Jackson basically said, I want a contract extension, but I'm not going to sit out. I'm going to prove to you why I deserve to get paid $230 million like Deshaun Watson did. I can respect the hell out of that. He's a competitor. He's won an MVP already, and I think he's going to continue to be great. Um, the one question I have with him is just his arm count, and that's, you know, whatever. I'm going to go with another person here that I doubt you were thinking about putting on. I just didn't want to put on. I'm going to put Deshaun Watson here in the second tier. Now, listen, I don't know what the deal is with Deshaun Watson. He's suspended six games right now. That's potentially be suspended the whole year. I really think the six-game ban is going to stay, um, but if it doesn't, Obviously, this is meaningless, but if it does, he still is a really good quarterback in the NFL. Before he's hold the basketball, he was a top five, arguably top four, arguably top three quarterback in the league. I think when he's fully healthy, well, not healthy, when he handles all his off-field shenanigans, he's a top five quarterback, end of story. No questions asked. They paid him $230 million for a reason. On the flip side, put him at the second tier, because even if he comes back after six games, He's going to have some rust for the first couple of weeks. It's a new home. Okay, that's already hard to, you know, jump into the NFL, new scheme, new team, all that. On top of that, he hasn't played a game in the NFL in like a year and a half. So he's going to have some rust. Probably pick it up in weeks 9 and 10. That's halfway through the year. He's going to really dominate the end of the year. That's why he's going to be a second-tier quarterback. Joe Burrow, again, very good quarterback. Tons of weapons to throw to. Um, one of the more better quarterbacks in the league, and he's still really Made the Super Bowl last year. Um, you know, he's got tons of talent. The biggest thing with Joe Burrow is being able to stay healthy. He's got the weapons to throw to. He's got everything going for him. He just needs to stay healthy. And then finally, Herbert the Pervert um, in my second tier as well. Justin Herbert, again, very good quarterback. Similarly to Joe Burrow, I really was not on the Herbert train going into the draft. You guys know that I had to, uh, like, way higher than Herbert. Herbert's established himself. He's got the weapons he needs to throw to. And the offense just really revolves around Herbert. It's a perfect fit for Herbert. Herbert the Pervert is going to have tons of options to throw to and really just have tons of opportunities for success. And I really think he's going to have those successes this year. Herbert, Herbert, Herbert. I like Herbert a lot. Um, as let's just, I'm going to touch on the Browns quick. And I, I do agree with you. I think Deshaun Watson, I, you definitely have to give him a couple weeks, maybe top, th- like maybe three weeks to see if he can kick off that rust correctly. But he's a, he's a competitor nonetheless. Um, I would put him in my tier... I would say three just because he hasn't played. But right now, all signs are looking at he's going to get a full year suspension. I mean, Roger Goodell came out with a report today saying that all evidence leads to the fact that he should probably be suspended for a year, which obviously if the commissioner of the NFL says that, you're not in great shape. I think overall, I just couldn't put him on my top 25 because, first of all, he's out for six games. If you are betting that he's going to come back and you're going to draft a crappy quarterback or you're going to draft, like, let's just say a tier four, tier five quarterback for the beginning of the season, um, just banking that Deshaun's going to come back and be insane, I just think that's a dumb decision. The Browns, 
I, I look at their wide receiver core. I'm looking at it right now. It's really not that great. The, obviously, Amari Cooper is a solid guy. I think Peoples Jones could be good under Deshaun Watson's care. Um, but their next guy is David Bell. Like, who even is that? No, exactly. No one knows. <laughs> Njoku is not bad at tight end position, but he still hasn't proven himself enough to, for me to be like, oh, yeah, he's really good. Um, obviously, the running back game can help a lot, which you can dump off to Kareem Hunt. Great. I mean, I think Deshaun Watson is a great quarterback, but the stuff that he's done, if you have that many cases against you, you've done some stuff. So I think he definitely is going to get a year suspension in my mind, and he's just not worth drafting. If you're in a league where no one drafts him, you just put – if he does come back after six games, just pound all your money that you have on – if you do money on a waiver wire, which I think is a really smart decision, um, you got to pound that because he'll he'll be good – but I just don't think he'll play this year, and that's unfortunate for the Browns. And hopefully Jacoby Brissett can keep them somewhat from not going 0-16. But if you look at this entire lineup, like it's it's not bad. I love their running backs. I like Omari Cooper, but overall, eh, don't love the Browns. Um, but let's get back to Tier 1. I had to just ramble on quick about Deshaun because I don't know next time I'd be able to talk to, about him. First guy is Patrick Mahomes. Now, I didn't put him at the one spot. Because he lost Tyree Kill, but he's still he's still Patrick Mahomes. He's still gonna find a way to get it done. I think he's got he's got Clyde and he's got Jones behind him in the backfield. I think Ronald Jones will be a really good addition for this um Chiefs team. And I think Patrick Mahomes overall, he can I think he'll make Juju Smith Schuster great. I feel bad and I feel bad as a Steelers fan for Juju because he just he got the he got the end of Ben Roethlisberger's career and that just was probably super deflating for him. Obviously, and he's around guys like Antonio Brown, where he's just like talking shit all the time. And obviously, I didn't honestly. I viewed Juju as a as the third best wide receiver last year on that lineup, with Deontay Johnson and Claypool even ahead of him. I think Juju just was not getting it done. But I think now as the starting, I would say wide receiver one of this lineup. I mean, he's gonna. Patrick Holmes is going to make you great, and I think he'll be a solid guy. He was great his rookie year, and he's been good and solid. I think he'll really blast off this year. Um, Valdez Scantling, he's also on the team too. I think the Chiefs have really set up Patrick Mahomes to just let the ball loose. I mean, Scantling is a fast guy. You saw it with Rodgers. He would just air the ball down the field to him. I think Juju's a guy you can get on slants, but also um, get down midfield, like pretty big throws. And then they still have McCole Hardman, who's still really, really fast. Not Tyreek Hill fast, but still super fast. And you got Travis Kelsey. At the end of the day, those guys have a connection that is just, um, it's effortless. They just pound each other. Um, when they pass, they just go crazy for yards. And I think Kelsey, I, I know it sounded a little gay. I'm sorry. Um, I know it sounded a little gay. Let's not be children here. Travis Kelsey will get pounded the ball this year, I think. And he, I think he's not getting a lot of respect. And I'm going to really see, I think if you look at the rankings right now on ESPN, Travis Kelsey is ranked 30 overall as far as players go. I think that is so disrespectful because Kelsey's still the number one option there. He is so good. He's so good. He's finished over a thousand yards. I want to say the last five, six seasons. He's insane. He will not drop off this year. I know a lot of people are expecting him to drop off. But Patrick Mahomes, he's going to find a way to get it done. He's a great quarterback. Now, there's other guys in this lineup where we, we look at these tiers and we're like, man, they could, with the with the guys they're surrounded with, they could take a drop off. I don't know. Like, we'll see what happens. Or if he, I think Patrick Mahomes is a guy. He's competitive. He's He's been on winning teams. 
and he wants to win and he will find a way to win. So I have him at my second as far as the tier one goes. And then none other than Josh motherfucking Allen. He, I mean, I, I want to say here first, as a truth, as the truth started with Niall, we were so high. It was about two years ago. Maybe it was three now. I guess it was three drafts ago. Because I guess you count this. Okay, two drafts ago, we said you can go get a guy like Josh Allen in the sixth. No, later than that. Sixth, seventh round, yeah. if not later. And he is going to change your lineup. And what happened? He took over the Bills. He took over the NFL. He came out first week. I believe he had 30, 40 points, something crazy like that. He just went stupid. And he's got the leg talent, especially because the Bills, they just want to have great running backs. They drafted a guy like James Cook, who's not bad. And I think Devin Singletary is just a guy there just to fill a slot. Because Josh Allen, when they get to the goal line, when they get within the red zone, Josh Allen's going to use his legs, and he's going to find a way to get it done. They still got Diggs, who's a great wide receiver. They got a red zone target like Dawson Knox still. I'm a little skeptical on Gabriel Davis. I don't know. I think... He, Josh Allen will make him good, and it's another target. But I think it's a drop-off from they had Emmanuel Sanders, and who else am I forgetting who they had on their lineup last year? What did you say? Wide, wide receivers. I said Diggs, and then they had Davis, but they had a Sanders, and they had someone else I'm forgetting. Okay, they had um, Wait, they Jones had not Zay Jones, Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley was great Beasley. on that lineup. They do have Jameson Crowder this year who is listed as their fourth wide receiver on the depth chart. But otherwise, I mean, he's still he's still a really good wide receiver. Um, Bills, Josh Allen, I think they still find a way to get it done. They win their division. And Josh Allen, in my mind, is the best quarterback in the NFL. And I think he'll continue to be that way until I see a significant drop-off. Yeah, so I'm going to go um, into my uh, – I only have four in the first tier, and I'm going to go from four, three, two, one to round it out. Four, I put Tom Brady in the first tier. Now, you're probably like, why are you put Tom Brady in the fourth tier? I mean, he's the GOAT. He's 45 or 100 at this point. He's still playing, and he's still in tremendous shape for his age. He can single-handedly bring a team to the postseason and eventually the Super Bowl. This is just one of those things that it's like, I just can't put Tom Brady anywhere lower, even if he's old, even if he doesn't have all these targets. That, I mean, first of all, he has the targets. Don't get me wrong. But honestly, yeah, you can make the case that the Patriots won a lot of their Super Bowls because their defense. Fine. At the end of the day, the most important position in football is quarterback. And Tom Brady was a quarterback, and he has done it there. He won a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. He can very much win a Super Bowl this year. It's going to be way more difficult. But still got tremendous options and just the ability to do so. And it's the GOAT. For the love of God, people, it's the GOAT. You have to put him in the first tier, even if you don't like him. Third... I'm going to put Patty Mahomes. You know, he talked about him and Kelsey pounding each other. You know, that connection is going to be vital this year because Tyreek Hill is not there no more. Um, you got pretty much Travis Kelsey and you got a TikTok star. So you got to find a way to get it done. Obviously, he's going to be looking to Kelsey more. Um, I know it hurt you with that TikTok star. I've been waiting to say that for so long. <laughs> Every time, the minute you said Juju, I could not stop laughing because I just had him dancing on logos in my head. But still, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, the connection between the two is going to be vital this year. But like you mentioned, Tyreek Hill's gone. That took a lot away from Patrick Mahomes. And we're used to seeing him be this MVP kind of caliber player. And I just don't think this year it's going to be it just because of the weapons he doesn't really have anymore. And the big weapon, I guess he still has weapons. Don't get me wrong. The big weapon is Tyreek Hill. And that guy can run 100 miles an hour and go downfield 
that's taken away. So we'll see what happens and how they adjust. Aaron Rodgers, my number two back-to-back MVP winner. Um, honestly, it'd be my number one. The only issue with that is the Patrick, the Packers are shit this year besides Aaron Rodgers. They lost Devonta Adams. Yeah, the running backs are good. But other than that, they don't really have anybody at the moment. Yeah, their defense will always be good. But wide receiver-wise, I mean, they're kind of depleted, like literally depleted. Devonta Adams is so big for Aaron Rodgers and for that Packers team that in a way it's like it's going to make Aaron Rodgers struggle a little bit in my opinion, which is great for me because I'm tired of seeing the Packers really NFC North and just tired of seeing Aaron Rodgers in general. But you look at the roster that the Packers have, you look at receivers. I mean, yeah, you got Randall Cobb. Um, he's getting old. Lazard, um, you know, Mercedes Lewis, the tight end that you can throw to. But, you know, Tunyon's out with an ACL injury. There's really nobody on that Packers team. And obviously, talent-wise, Aaron Rodgers is going to be great no matter what. He's kind of like a mini-town Brady as far as age and productivity. But it's just one of those things that I just don't see why he would have as much success as he did. I don't think he's going to three-peat an MVP. Finally, my MVP and who I think is the best quarterback this year is Josh Allen. He's kind of in the same boat as Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers when he had weapons. Josh Allen has so many people to throw to. On top of that, he almost beat the Chiefs in the playoffs, and he's got so much going for him that this is the year I think he wins his first MVP and helps lead the Bills far into the playoffs, potentially to the Super Bowl. I mean, Josh Allen's a really good quarterback. Not only can he throw it, he can run it. And that's an issue with some running quarterbacks is they can't throw the ball, but he sure as hell could throw it. He's got tremendous arm strength. Josh Allen's my MVP. Yeah, I just want to touch on the fact, too. I think a lot of people, and I, I think it actually goes as a disrespect against the Bills in a lot of ways, a lot of people forget that the reason they lost, in my mind, is because of overtime rules. They yes. could have easily been in the Super Bowl. They could have easily won a Super Bowl because they were right there with the Chiefs. They were literally right there. And um, I think it, it was definitely a disservice that um, that it went down the way it did. But overall, um, I think Allen finds a way to get it done and I just think as overall he's still gonna he's still gonna be a really good player this year so um yeah but now our next we're gonna finish off quick with best value at quarterback worst value at quarterback sleeper of these quarterbacks busts and our overall MVP just to give you guys a little description I was struggling with now before the show to explain it hopefully I can explain it here quick and fast (laughs) So best value is pretty much you look at like an average draft position of a guy, say in the NFL, like as a quarterback, where he's going and where you see as far as like you have to take that on like what you think is a solid place to take a quarterback. You might be a guy that likes to take a quarterback in the fourth round. So who is a guy that in that spot that you think can take and is a steal in that round, but still gives you that kind of value? Me personally, I think a lot of people, I wait till about the sixth, seventh round to get a quarterback. Because I think I can find value somewhere in there, at least with like solid three guys that could drop and they could be worth a lot of value in that spot. So nonetheless, I'm going to get to my best value guy. And I mean, after now, I'll explain it. Tom Brady, it's hard. You, you almost have to put him out in the one tier. And I think he is the best value as far as quarterbacks go. He's average draft position right now. As far as um quarterbacks go, he's getting drafted 10th as far as quarterbacks go on on an average PPR league. That is insane. The 10th quarterback out of the draft, he has I think I still think he has the most weapons out of almost every other quarterback I look on these lists. You look at Prescott, he doesn't have like almost every guy ahead of him that does not really have that 
like has less weapons. You look at Russell. Russell only has Judy and Sutton, who are guys that they could totally not be that great. I think they will be solid, but not great. Um, Dak Prescott, his one go-to guy is CeeDee Lamb this year. No Mari Cooper. I think that's he's got one really solid weapon, and then he's got bum in the backfield. Um, I have to hit it every time because I hate Zeke. I love Ohio State Zeke, but Dallas Zeke is just embarrassing. Look at Hurts. I think Hurts' only weapon is A.J. Brown. I think you look at the sixth quarterback with Kyler Murray. I, I don't think he has a solid option personally because I don't think Marquise Brown is that great. I think DeAndre Hopkins is obviously really solid, but you're not going to get him till the sixth or seventh game of the season. Now let's get to the fifth quarterback, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow has good weapons around him. Um, I can't knock on that. I think Burrow might have the best compared or not better than Brady, but up there for sure. And then you go to four, you get Lamar. Lamar really doesn't have that many weapons. Um, he made Mark Andrews great in the red zone, but overall, Rashard Bateman's not that great of a wide receiver. I mean, maybe he can prove himself, but overall, not great. Herbert, Herbert's got some decent weapons with Williams and Keenan and Eckler, but still not as good as Tom Brady. And then you look at two with Mahomes. He's got guys, but they're all they're all guys that need to prove themselves. And then Allen, too. He um he has weapons, but I think it's really Diggs and Knox are his big two guys, I would say. Um but Brady, Brady has more weapons than all those guys. I just named nine QBs that have way less options than he does. So you can get him right now. He's getting drafted as a 10th quarterback. That means you're going to get, you could possibly get him to slide in the early eighth round. That is such a steal in my mind. If you have an early eight round pick and you can get Tom Brady on your lineup, hell of a steal. Um, yeah, that's definitely my best value guy, no doubt. So I'll talk about this more when I do my tips for um, drafting your fantasy teams. But I don't draft quarterbacks really to the ninth or 10th round at the earliest, which sounds stupid because everyone wants to draft the Patrick Mahomes or Jackson if you're really, you know, feeling it, um, or the Josh Allens or whatever. But it, there's no point for it in reality. Patrick Mahomes, I, I'm going to keep bragging about this every year because I just feel so comfortable in myself. And Patrick Mahomes is rookie year. I drafted Kirk Cousins. Okay, yeah, yell at me. Tenth round. I drafted Patrick Mahomes in the eleventh round to hopefully be my backup to Kirk Cousins. And in week two, Patrick Mahomes was the starter and ended up being the best quarterback in fantasy. The following year, kind of a similar boat with Josh Allen. I picked Josh Allen in three out of four leagues. He was my starting quarterback. I picked him in the eleventh or tenth, eleventh round. And he ended up being like a top three fantasy quarterback. Last year, I tried the same trick with Kirk Cousins. It didn't work as great. But still, you do not need to draft a quarterback so early. It is so overrated to draft a quarterback so early, especially if you're playing in PPR leagues. Go for running backs, running backs, running backs, running backs. Today, with it being such a two-man system for each team, it is so hard to give value running backs. With that being said, my best value quarterback is going to be Matt Stafford. I touched on it briefly, but Matt Stafford, you really can't go wrong. Here's why. Right now, looking at different um, fantasy predictions, kind of rankings, he's kind of upper middle of the pack. Okay, so he's one of those names that's floating around the top, but still is not as high as, you know, the Mahomes and the Allens, etc. Matt Stafford's going to fall to some later rounds. He's not going to fall like the – he's going to be up there. But if you start to see some quarterbacks go – don't fret. Try to get Matt Stafford. Yes, there's probably he's probably going to drop in some leagues if, if your guys are actually smart because he's got some elbow tendonitis, whatever. It happens in a lot of quarterbacks. I mean, for love of God, this guy just won a Super Bowl. He's never been that far in his life. He's still recovering from his, you know, his arm, whatever. But when he's healthy, 
the amount of production that he does, he was third this year in passing yards at 4,886, 41 touchdowns. He did have 17 interceptions, which can't hurt you. But being second in touchdowns and uh, second in yards, overall quarterback at 30, it's insane to see what he can do. He's right now kind of slotted from the multiple I've looked at from like the 11 to 14 range, which is perfect. It's best value quarterback. He's going to give you enough yards, points, whatever. He's not going to run for touchdowns. Obviously, QB sneaks to get, but who cares? Go get a best value quarterback and Matt Stafford is your guy. I I love that. I'll touch on that too. I think, and once again, I want to touch on the fact you've got to decide what works best. Like everyone has their own draft strategy. I, we personally pound on the show and I, I've lived by this my last few years. I'm just pounding everything today. I'm telling I am telling <laughs> you. Guys, you got to like delete, delete that I word. I don't know. That is a good, that is a great word to describe it. We pound the fact that we, we just, we running backs, running backs, running backs, because I think a lot of people, they get nervous when they, they see wide receivers go off the board and they're getting nervous. Like that's a huge thing. I think if you get rid of pre late, I think that'd be a really interesting to see if you get rid of pre listed rankings on ESPN, where you see where guys actually fall, see where research actually goes. And um, when you see quarterbacks go off the board, you just have to stay patient because if you look at it every year, there's going to be a guy like a Josh Allen where you get super late. Look at, so you look at Patrick Mahomes and Niall just talked about it. He got him as his last pick. He shoots up. He was originally supposed to be his backup quarterback. He shoots up to one of the best fantasy quarterbacks in foot best quarterback in football and is insane value. I think you have to wait on QBs. And I say that all the time. Now, if you're a guy where you like to get a top end QB, because that's how you do it. And you've won in past years like that. I think like, look at a guy like Patrick Mahomes. I, I think still you're not getting enough value unless Patrick Mahomes falls to the late fourth round, I don't think it's worth the pick. I don't think Josh Allen's worth that pick because, yeah, they might get you five, six, maybe seven points on some weeks more than others, but if you got to find a consistent quarterback, you're still going to be okay because if you have top-notch running backs, it's it makes all the difference. So I like your value pick with Stafford. My worst value, and I'm going to continue on it because I view quarterbacks as a really, really – like really just tough to like I just don't think you should draft from that high is Josh Allen I'm going to say this every year we do this um that top quarterback is just going way too early for you to waste a top your four top draft picks or even I think Allen will go in the third round possibly in some leagues late third round on a smart league he will go like late or like late third round it's still I think terrible value that means you're taking so say you take two running backs and then you've got a quarterback next. So now you're missing out on a sol- on some solid flex guys at running back. Personally, I like to take three running backs. Or on the flip side, you're missing out on a wide receiver one that could be really solid. So I, I really think it's tough to um I'm not hating on Allen. I think he's still gonna be great. He's gonna be gonna give you good lineup. But unless you're in a smaller eight man league. I just don't see the value in taking, and a lot of people aren't in the eight-man league. I just don't see a value in taking guys like Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. Um, I think Herbert could fall maybe later where you can maybe pick him. But I'm with Niall. I really don't draft quarterbacks until later. And you draft a maybe, like, I look at my list. I'm I'm most likely going to draft Russell Wilson in a lot of my leagues. Russell Wilson or even Stafford or... I really do think I'm going to draft Kirk in some leagues. And I think Trey Lance is a guy where I view as 
he's going to be my backup quarterback, and I hope he he shoots up to start him at a QB one position. But yeah, worst value for sure, Allen, in my mind. Well, I really hope that you draft Russell Wilson in our fantasy league because he's my worst value quarterback, honestly. Um, I'm going with a more kind of just a bad player approach for the worst value. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be high on Russell Wilson this year, which is fine because he's he's all about Broncos country riding to the Super Bowl. I get that. You know, I'm totally behind that train. But in reality, he's kind of been shaky. He's been a little bit shaky. I hate to say it. He's been a little bit shaky. He was 11th this year in total. Um, you know, QB had just over 3,000 yards. He had 25 touchdowns and six interceptions. Not eye-popping numbers as far as fantasy is concerned, kind of enough to do a job. You go to a team in Denver that, yeah, there is a lot of hype around. You got Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. Judy does concern me um, just because he's never been known for catching and sucking in those balls. But other than that, you know, you really kind of struggle at wide receiver. And I just think the start of the year, and especially as the year goes on, he's just going to not be the Russell Wilson that we saw four or five years ago. I really just don't believe it. And so I think people are going to be high on Russell Wilson. And if you're high on Russell Wilson, you're probably high in your life. Currently, he's ranked around the eighth to ninth best quarterback. And I really would like to see him more in like the 14th to the 16th range. So I think that's your worst value quarterback. But if it's one of those situations where – you're waiting too long. You're in the 11th or 12th round. He's one of the best available. Go ahead and get him. I just think it's really dicey this year with Rosen. I um, I just want to touch on the fact if everyone just heard Niles say, I was saying Jared that Judy is tough. <laughs> he he sucks in them balls. I I that's really a questionable. Pounding is not tough. I mean, we're pounding Russell Wilson right now, but I'm telling you that was a very questionable comment. Wow. Um, but I'm going to continue with um, my sleeper pick, and I'm going to continue on the Russell Wilson train. I think Russell Wilson, yes, he has I definitely had a drop-off. He's had a drop-off in the last two years, I would say. Um, but I think with a, when you get on a new team, it's a fresh start. And um, I, I think he he he's going to find a way to get those two wide receivers um, working for him, I think. And just in that atmosphere, he's going to let the ball loose, I think. And worst case, he falls back on Javante Williams. But I really do view him as a guy that's going to finish really well this year. And he's my sleeper as far as picks because he is getting drafted in the 8th, 7th, 8th, no, I would say 8th, ninth round possibly. And I think he's still a really solid value quarterback and he really could jump you off. Now, I can see where people like now like, might not agree and that's totally fine. Um, But personally, I for sure and a guy that i've definitely zoned in on drafting this year so sleeper i'm gonna go with a very high risk high reward like very it's like tip of the iceberg and that's where i'm gonna go with my sleeper and that's trey lance now trey lance a lot of people are expecting you know a lot of people for some reason are just like every rookie in the nfl doesn't matter well specifically quarterback doesn't matter if you're trey lance or kellen like high name low name they believe they are the next best thing in football, and especially for that team. And it's like, guys, chill out, okay? Most of these guys don't end up turning out to be, like, insane. There's a couple that do, but chill out on the high for all these young rookies. Um, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I just don't understand why, like, people are so, like, Trey Lance, yes, like, daddy, like, whatever. Like, I, I love him. Like, you haven't even seen him play, really. So stop over-exaggerating yourself about it. Anyways, Sleeper purposes, um, he's not going to be one of those things that 
basically he's going to be good, but he's not going to be like super good or he's going to be super good. That's why I put him out a sleeper. I think he's either going to break through. Or he's going to be a complete bust. And I'm saying this year specifically, he's either going to be really good this year or really bad. And I don't know what it is going to be, but if you're looking for a quarterback to draft really late, I would definitely draft Trey Lance because the worst thing you can do is put him in a backup to start and he's doing really well flipping to that starting role. High risk, high reward with Trey Lance. And I'm just curious to see what he's going to do this year. I love that sleeper pick. Personally, I think you hit on a great point. Like, worst case, he's your backup quarterback on your lineup, and he does terrible, and you drop him, and you pick up another quarterback. That's that's the beauty of it. There's waiver wires. If you if he has a terrible season, you're you've already planned. You've already got a quarterback one. Hopefully, unless you just don't know how to draft, you've already got a quarterback one, and you pick this guy last round just because. Hey, shits and giggles, he might turn out to be a really great quarterback, and I think. The reason why, and I know some people, I've heard a lot of people say, I'm just not on the Trey Lance train. But I, the only reason I would say I am with him is because we haven't seen him play. But I think Jimmy G is a guy, like, you're, you're going to be like, okay, Jimmy G is going to, he's going to get it done. He's going to get, he's going to win us games. He's going to play conservative. And that's where another point Niles hitting on. He is just pounding these great facts Niall is like he's he touched on it. He's either going to be a complete bust or he's going to be really good. I don't think he's not the type of quarterback to be like a Jimmy G or you could say like a Philip Rivers maybe. I mean, Philip Rivers was really good um when he younger in his career or like he's not going to be a guy like Rodgers or Kirk. Like he's not going to give you consistent numbers. He's going to either take your team to another level or he's gonna break or not break your team or he's just not gonna be any worth any value so i really do like that sleeper pick bust i mean if you guys heard me earlier this is my bust for sure as far as like people drafting him and like where he's going as a qb6 kyler murray is my bust i think he just i don't think he finds a way to get it done this year i think this is really he he's been in the league long enough to where he should have been established he should have been on a play at least one playoff run by now and right now, I just don't I don't see it happening. He's got A.J. Green. He's a year older. He's got, I mean, A.J. Green gets a year older every day. Rondale Moore is just not that great of a wide receiver. DeAndre Hopkins out right now. And then you've got Marquise fucking Brown. Like, I just don't, I don't think Kyler Murray finds a way to get it done. And he can get it done with his legs. But overall, I just don't think that's enough value to where he um he's worth drafting as a top five top six qb personally that's just my bust i don't know how you feel about that one nile but i just i just don't think kyler's worth the draft pick so that's actually a really good point you make but i'm gonna make a quick kind of counterclaim or i don't know i said counterclaim like i'm doing a freaking paper what i was gonna say was with kyler murray is it's one of those things that's like he could be a really good quarterback in fantasy but a really bad quarterback in the nfl because the biggest thing that kyler murray brings is his legs and his running ability yes he could be a bust and i do think he is gonna suck this year if, if it wasn't for his legs i'd put him at my bus too but if your your league's kind of normal you have 10 yards it gets you one point rushing touchdowns are six points even if you get like eight points from the ground game just by Kyler Murray on himself, his passing game, his arm talent is going to be tremendous, like enough, not necessarily tremendous, but good enough to get him points to be 
a good enough quarterback. So the only reason why I'm not putting him at my bus, and I can see where you went with that. It was a perfect argument you had about Kyler Murray in his late game. That's the one thing I do not like, or I do like about Kyler Murray that puts him not in my bus. I'm going to go with a bus that I think a lot more people are expecting, and that's Jared Goff. Now, again, I think Jared Goff's a good quarterback. He's just put in a really tough situation, and he's got no weapons to throw to. Jared Goss, one of those quarterbacks that overall, if you put him on a different team, um, that a team that has receivers, he's one of those quarterbacks that's exactly like Matthew Stafford, where he's going to get you those points to have success. But with Jared Goff, he doesn't have anybody. Amon Ron St. Brown, fine. That's it. You need a team that has multiple weapons. Josh Allen, for example, he's got tons of weapons. Rodgers had a good amount of weapons. Brady has a good amount of weapons. And we talk about these quarterbacks as very high basically players that are going to have tons of success this year. It's all about weapons. Yeah, the quarterback can only do so much, but if he doesn't have anybody to throw to, that's going to be the issue. And that's why I think Jared Goff is going to be a bust in fantasy and even maybe the NFL this year just because he doesn't have weapons to throw to. Okay, yeah. So I'm going to touch on a few things off Nile there. I do agree with Nile. Like, he is – I think Kyler is still – like, he'll still be a solid fantasy quarterback. But as far as my bust go, I view I, – personally, how I view busts is – He's a guy that's ranked really high, but he's just not worth the time. Not, it, I almost view him as like I, – I view a boss as like a worst value type of thing. And I just don't – I don't view Kyler like that. And um, you also touched on Goff. I just want to call you out on the weapons part of it. I will counter that and say I think Goff does have weapons around him. I think Ooh. Swift – I think Swift – I don't like – I would never draft Swift, but I think he's a solid running back in the league. And he's a great guy to dump the ball off to and get you 10, 15 yards on some plays. Solid. Um, Amon St. Brown, he had such a great end of the season. I think he continues that trend, and Goff and him had a really good connection. Their second wide receiver, DJ Chark. A lot of people forget DJ Chark was a beast his first couple of years on the Jags. And he really fell off last year because Lawrence just didn't have that connection with him. And just the whole Jaguars organization was terrible last year. Um, rest in peace to um, Urban Meyer. But, um, yeah, DJ Shark, I think he's a solid weapon. And then they, they draft a guy, Jameson Williams, out of Alabama. He's out currently, but I think he'll be back soon enough. He's still solid. And you have TJ Hawkinson. I think all those guys, he's – Goff is a guy where, yeah, he's going to give you consistent numbers. And I would never view him as a bust because I just don't think he's, he's worth enough value to consider him a bust personally. And I think he could really surprise a lot of people this year. And if I I might bet on some futures this year, I would maybe even consider picking the Lions as a team that could win that division. That's a bold statement. What? I I I, I literally do not doubt it. If they had, are you sure that is your my dedication is not getting the best of you right now? You just said the Detroit Lions have a chance to win the NFC North. What? I think they have got solid defensive guys. They just drafted Aiden Hutchinson. They've got Jeff Okuda still. They've got all the bunch of guys that are okay on defense. And I think they have really above average, maybe not above average guys that could be above average guys on offense. Personally, I think the Lions, and maybe this is my hottest take of all time, but I think the Lions could be decent this year. I think Goff is still not a great quarterback, but he if he can find a way like a Jimmy G just to get the ball to guys and let them work, that's all you need to do. Is at, and some quarterbacks, that's all you need to do, and everything else will set itself straight. Um, nonetheless, though, I'm going to go with my MVP. 
Now, here's another guy that this would be one guy I would reach for in the draft at quarterback. And now, as far as I would reach his fifth round still, I still do not think it's worth the time to draft above the fifth round. But I, if Lamar is sitting there fifth round in a 10-man league, I am taking out my MVP. I think the whole Baltimore Ravens organization has got a chip on their shoulder. Last year, like I said, they're riddled with injuries. They, I think they're going to make a really good run. Obviously, their defense is always good. And I think Lamar finds a way to get the weapons he does have around him to be solid. And he just finds a way to get done with his legs all the time. And, um, yeah, Lamar is my MVP this season as far as um, quarterbacks go. And hopefully, um, I'm really rooting for him, honestly, even though I am a Steelers fan. I am rooting the Ravens, as long as they don't beat the Steelers, um, they have an overall solid year because I think they're real competitors. And I think Lamar is the head of that, that dragon that they have over there. I want to make the final or have the final word of the whole Goss situation before I go into my MVP. And I do kind of understand what you're saying. They have more of a weapon enforcement, I guess you could say, that they have more of a weapon to do. What you make about running backs and specifically DeAndre Swift. They did pick up Justin Jackson from the Chargers, which is good for pass catching abilities. The only issue is if you're looking at it for a fantasy purpose, most running back catches come between four and six yards overall that's like a quarter of a point for a quarterback yeah the running back might have the running backs total might have 10 catches but it might only be for 60 yards that's only like three fantasy points for Jared Goff adding on so the wide receivers they do have basically it's kind of one of those things that I've been preaching tonight high risk high reward it makes a little bit sense not to the extent of winning the freaking division but having a little bit more success if the players are able to step up and, and whatnot. But high risk, high reward there. My MVP is Josh Allen. Josh Allen, I think, is going to be the league MVP, and I think he's going to be my MVP this year too. I mentioned fantasy purpose. This guy's got everything you need. He's got the, the ground game. Um, he's able to run. He runs a good amount for touchdowns. He's the type of quarterback that's not going to chicken out and slide. Now he's going to slide if he needs to. But you see him diving for the pylon. If you – our fantasy owner, Josh Allen, you have to have a massive erection every time you see Josh Allen back. That's six fantasy points right there, and he's laying it all on the line, and he does that year in, year out. Ground game's huge for him. The air game's huge for him, too. Not only is he a good quarterback, the people he's got surrounding him, Stephon Diggs is going to be one of the best wide receivers fantasy years as long as he's in Buffalo. That alone, and you have the other weapons he has, too. Honestly, it's a dream case scenario. You know, I kind of set the president for drafting Josh Allen. You know, I, once I drafted Josh Allen, he went insane. But I don't think, unfortunately, I'm going to have the chance to, to take Josh Allen this year. But if you are really quarterback hungry, go out and get Josh Allen because he's going to be the best player in fantasy and he's going to win the league MVP this year. Yeah, there's no doubt. He's a gritty guy. And, like, yeah, like when you see him dive, get first downs like that, you just have to get excited. You just have to know. He's a guy you want in your lineup. I like I said, I'll never draft him just because he gets he's so highly ranked and I would rather take other guys. But still, he'd be my second MVP for sure. I'm just really high on Lamar this year. And um overall, that's our QB tier show. I thought we mixed it up a little bit. I know it was a little rough at first. Hopefully you stuck with us. I'm still knocking off the rust a little bit. Sorry, my allergies are terrible. So I sound like a duck. Just, like, I just sound terrible. But nonetheless, man, 
it was a good show. It's going to be back. I want to get all these tiers knocked out for sure. I sure want to be on all the tier shows, and I want to be on all of the division shows for sure, and definitely at least one or two mock drafts overall. Um, but it should be a fun season, man. This is the best time of the year. You get hyped. It, once August hits and you get talking with people, you just start talking about all these situations, think about who you're going to take in the draft, what kind of draft pick you're going to get, all these different things, who's going to bust, who's going to be insane, what kind of running backs are coming up next, like who's going to be great. And it's um it's fun to watch. Next, I mean, our next show, which I guess will be posted tomorrow, is going to be running backs. So, um yeah, it should be exciting. Yeah, and I wanted to make a quick note too, um, with this being the first basically football podcast of the year, we have a lot in store for you guys. Um, I know I do as well. You know, Ben's able to join us. You know, I might have to increase the pay raise a little bit to get him persuaded to come a little bit more. But honestly, when this one drops, I was doing the math, and it's like 20-something podcasts in 20-something days. So we're really committed to this, um, not only for you guys, but for us personally. We love doing this. It's always fun. It's, uh, you know, honestly, I'm not saying – I'm not trying to sit here boasting about ourselves, but – in reality, every year that me and Ben play in the same fantasy league, we like last year we were in the championship game. So we do have a little bit of an idea of what we're talking about. Now, as far as what you want to take away from it, that's totally up to you. But it should be super exciting nonetheless. I'm super excited. This is my favorite time of the year. Um, and I know it's Ben's as well. So hopefully we can have Ben on here more. Do be prepared on the Twitter. Um, you know, I, I'm going to be dropping probably uh, weekly updates on, on what shows are going to be popping out. Hopefully Ben's able to do as much as we can. If you guys do not follow the Twitter, make sure you do follow the Twitter on Truth at the Truth as one to stay up to date with the latest information regarding the Truth, including podcast dates, podcast uploads, and other important information of value I know you do not want to miss. Thank you guys so much for hanging in there. Like we mentioned, it's our first one, shaking off a little bit of the rust um, and whatnot, but I really do appreciate it if you were able to stick it out, at least listen for a little bit, skip around here and there, whatever. We really appreciate it. Anything else you want to say before we sign off here? No, I'm just thinking overall. I think we just got to shoot up our our viewer rate. Honestly, we might have to mix it up. Might have to. I know there's some there's some different ways to do podcasts now and different ways of talking. Said and um, we might have to get the video camera going here in the future. And um, I mean, try to maybe get on TikTok too. I don't know. We we got to somehow boost this kind of this um this viewer rate ship and um really really start raking in the dough. But like you said. I don't need any extra money to come on here, even though I know you'd give it to me because I know you're you're winning all these big bets on prize picks. But nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless, man, it's um it's good to be back. And um, like I said, I'm gonna for sure be on all the tier shows, for sure be on all of the division shows. That's that's an automatic. Um, I will say that here now. I will stick to my word. You can take me on that word. Yeah, take you on that. Everybody, if you're listening, take him on that because I'm not saying I don't trust him, but I have been really good friends with Ben for a long period of time, and so I know where his head goes at some point of time. So I get lost sometimes, but when it comes to fantasy, I like to lock in, and um, it's just good to, because I, when when I get to do about this, like do this stuff, I get to talk through it, and I get to make up a like make up my mind as far as drafting goes, and it, it's almost like my own research, like me talking out loud about it. This makes me feel a lot more confident in my decisions and where I go. And I just wanted to touch on the fact, yeah, Niall and I did face off in the championship last year. I did take the win. I did beat yeah, him. Yeah, I did. I, 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 I did. I did. I did beat him three times during the season. Like I said, my my tips, my tricks, my tips, yeah. my tips, my tricks are top notch. Niall's are aren't bad too. 
but he is definitely a Steelers bias. You t- or Steelers? Wow, no, he is a Vikings biased man. <laughs> I was say, what? He is a, he is a Vi- but... he is a Vikings biased man. If you even look at this list, I didn't even think about talking about Trubisky or Pickett. Now I hope they do great. Personally, I gotta watch it with my own eyes first. I'm more of a skeptical fan. I gotta see it with my own eyes before I believe it. Um, but nonetheless, that was a fun show, and um, yeah, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you guys so much for listening once again. And until next time, it is your host, the one you love the most, Niall Heston. Joined once again by Ben Carter. It's great to have you back. Take care and good night. Peace. Peace.